Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Seven Foot Heart. Today, we're here with Coach George Fisher. Coach played at Manhattan College. He was a, a, a GA in, at Denver University. He was a head coach at National College, Northland College, University of Minnesota, Dutlith, Cal Poly Pomona University as well. And he's also a professor in, um, in sports management and adjunct. Coach Fisher, thank you for coming on today. Hey, Sean, it's great to be with you. Awesome, awesome. Glad I got you on today. Um, coach, you know, my, my question to you, the first question is, you know, how did you get into college coaching? Well, you know, uh, Sean, uh, when you, when I look back at my life, uh, one of the, uh, you, you look back and say you did some great things, you did some things that maybe weren't so good, but I actually started coaching when I was going to Manhattan College. Uh, uh, I, I was very fortunate to, to be an assistant coach, a volunteer assistant, to wow. Greg Walsh out at uh, St. John the Baptist High School, where I went to high school. I'm in the first, to the old I am, I'm in the first graduating class, St. John the Baptist, that uh, was <laughs> celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. So Nice, congrats. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, well, I'm glad I'm alive to do that. But, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then I was able to coach in those days, uh, uh, the high school coach could not coach the high school team in the summer. So I was able to be the, I was the head coach uh, uh, for the St. John's Baptist team in the summer leagues. And uh, it was very, it was a very good situation. I ran the practices. I, I got some real experience. Hey, the last two or three games, we went all the way to the championship game. Nice. Uh, we're tell those games were all televised. Uh, we ended up getting beat by St. Anthony's. Uh, but it was, a good, it was a great game. And it was, but anyway, it laid the groundwork to, hey, this is what I really, really wanted to do. And, and in New York, you had to get a master's degree within five years of graduating then in order to get permanent teacher certification. Wow. So uh, I had some choices, and uh, I was lucky enough to, to get a, a graduate assistantship to the University of Denver. So I was able to knock out my, uh, uh, my, uh, my master's degree in one year that way and get college coaching and teaching experience at the same time. And what it did, it opened up my eyes to the college to the college game and uh and that's when uh uh i decided well I'll, you know uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna take at least consider that and i thought i was always coming back to new york and coach at the high school level yep but uh, uh i ended up getting a job at, at the small school i was only 23 years old uh national college in, in rapid city south dakota <laughs> i was the athletic director <laughs> chairman of the department Head basketball coach. They even had the golf team too there. But yeah. uh, uh, it, it was a, it was a great experience. Uh, and then uh, went to Northland College, and then went to Minnesota Duluth, and, and so on and so forth. So that's that's how I got into it. And uh, that's awesome. But I I, I I I really created some what I call experiences. You know, Greg Walsh was such a great influence for me. I, he he had never had a losing season coaching. I thought, well, you know what. Just hanging out with this guy uh, and, and, and gleaning all this, all this great wisdom and experience from him really helped me foundationally and fundamentally as a coach. And uh, and, and uh, I, I'm always I'm thankful to this day for what he's done for me. Not as a coach, you know, I wouldn't be in five athletic hall of fames if I didn't have experiences with guys like him. And then Larry Jordan gave me the chance to coach at St. John the Baptist, and and uh, then you go on and on and on. Al Harden at Denver, and it goes it goes on and on from there. That's awesome. That's awesome, Coach. So, Coach, when you when you became the head coach, you know of, of basketball, I know you were with golf as well. 
But, you know, with the, with the basketball setting, what do you look for in hiring an assistant coach? You know, uh, Sean, um, I, I think there's a lot of pieces to it. I, 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 I've always felt like if uh, I, I want to create a shared vision when I hired uh, uh, an individual and, and that kind of that, that that's also followed me in life. Uh, yeah, I want to know uh, what the individual uh, wants to do with their life. Definitely. And, uh, and, and one of the great things you look at, if you can influence and be a mentor for the people that are around you and help them achieve and get to a place where they want to go. And at the same time, they're helping us out to achieve our goals and objectives. Uh, boy, that, that's a win-win and Definitely. that's really healthy. And I, and I, 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 I yeah, they had that willingness to accept the the specific role involved with the with the assistant positions. Yep. Uh, today, it's it's a little bit more complex with staffs. There's a lot more specificity, particularly at the Division One level, yep. when it comes to assistant coaches. Uh, so, you know, what competencies and what experiences does someone bring to the table that uh, that they can? You know they can exercise and execute on as being part of a team or part of a staff. Hey, uh, that's no different in business as it is in uh, in, uh, in in basketball. Yeah. So uh, when when you have that type of chemistry on your on your staff yep. with your with your with your uh, with your assistant coaches, and more importantly, if they know you care about them and where they want to go. Uh, it usually makes for a pretty pretty good situation. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, coach, you know. How did you balance, like you said, you're an athletic director, you're a coach. You're, how did you balance all of that? Because I know my professor, Kevin McGinnis, he actually did the same thing at Lehman College when he was there. He was an athletic director. He was the basketball men's coach. He was, you know, taking his master's and his doctorates and he was doing all this crazy stuff, which is insane. But how did you juggle all that? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> that, you know, uh, when, you're, uh, when you're young – and you have energy, and you and you and you work hard. You find ways to become, quite frankly, more organized. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but I, I Minnesota Duluth, for example, that was really a challenge for me because uh, with the Goggle program, had uh, we had events in the in the fall and in the spring. Yep. And uh, uh, and also then we had basketball in between. So uh, I, I was fortunately I was real great to have a great staff around me. I had some great assistant coaches that helped. And actually, uh, I, I forged some uh, real neat relationships with people like Greg Harvey when he was at Minnesota Duluth. Excuse me, he was at University of Minnesota when I was at Minnesota Duluth. And he, he would take uh, my team with his team like for, uh, on the spring break because I was out there recruiting basketball players. Wow. Uh, yeah, and so you, you find uh, a, a way to create uh, – uh, time, but I'm going to tell you right now, from my family perspective, it was it was hard. Yep. The balance piece was hard, uh, particularly locating in Duluth, where we had to travel so far to get to, to play. I'll give you an example. I was coaching golf. We'd have to travel an hour south to Brainerd to get a practice round in because the golf courses in Duluth hadn't opened up yet. Wow. Yeah, they had to do things like that. Yeah. That that uh, open up, but you know what? Uh, I, I look. At, one of the one of the proud moments in my, in my life is see, I remember what January when the we were in the top twenty in the nation basketball wise, yep. uh, and and the, and the first golf poll came out, and we were in the uh, 
top 20 in golf, too. And I thought that wow. was pretty neat. That's incredible. <laughs> pretty neat. Here I am coaching two teams, and they're both in the <laughs> oh, top 20 in the country. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, wow. and then, and then yeah, I, you look back at that experience and how the heck we were as good as we were, look, being at the Minnesota, it was just a tribute to the great players. Definitely, that was that great. Was Great, yeah. great, great leadership from your coaching staff too. Definitely goes both hand in hand. Well, so, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't look at the different styles, different. Yep. Uh, 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 you're not going to coach basketball guys the way you coach golf. the golf team, yep, yep. but you have to have the effort both ways. Yep. And and I never, I never took it any easier in terms of my particular effort, intensity, commitment to what I was doing that wouldn't have been fair to the players definitely right that wouldn't have been fair to the program so you know I look back at it going I, I was I, but it was fortunately golf wasn't as intense as the basketball thing was definitely uh, but I was still into it yeah. and I was in fact I was on the uh, national the NCAA Division 2 National Golf Committee too awesome yeah so it it, it was hard but uh, that was then and so you must be was, so you must be a pretty good golfer coach well, you know, that's because I was. But I played, you know, I was the number one guy in the hat, and I, yeah. uh, I was, uh, I'm in the whole thing there of that. And I, I, you know, you know, I, I, I grew up caddying. I grew up caddying wow. uh, in New York, and I paid my own tuition to go to St. John the Baptist, uh, where I played basketball and, and golf in high school. I, my parents couldn't afford to send me there, so, but I, I was fortunate enough. I've been caddying since the fifth grade, and wow. I knew I could make the money, and, uh, Hey, it worked out. It, it sounds like a big thing today, but it wasn't big then because, quite yeah. frankly, the better basketball players went to the private schools, <laughs> and, I, and that's what I wanted to do. And my parents were supportive to the to the point that they could be, but financially they couldn't afford it. And I told, them, "Hey, I can save the money to do it," and uh, and I did it. And, Definitely. Hey. So, coach at University of Minnesota uh, Duluth, when you were there. You know, I saw that you uh, you still hold the winning percentage at um, a record of one twenty one and forty nine. That's incredible. How, how how did you how did you do that, Coach? That's amazing. Well, you know, first of all, you know, we we uh, I was very fortunate yep. to have recruited uh, great players: uh, Nikki Johnson, Chris Newman, John Redica, Ron Betzel. Well, I mean, you go right down, you think of all the guys in that era that were just great players for us but I think we created uh, an era of uh, stability there were at Minnesota Duluth there were five coaches in the previous nine years wow and uh, since I left there's only been four coaches uh, in fact Dale Race took my spot Gary Holquist uh, they were great 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 coaches they, we created this era of stability uh, uh, by being very competitive and obviously winning at a high level and then those guys took it to another level and the, the current coach Justin Wee uh, had, he had a 22 win season this past year wow. uh, he's a terrific terrific young coach uh, who I'm, I'm really glad Minnesota Duluth has as their leader uh, and so hey uh, uh, there are a lot of pieces that came, that fell into place um, we got lucky on a lot of fronts but the reality of it was uh, I had great players Yep. Uh, and uh, I was able to actually two pieces in it. One, I was able to recruit the top players in northern Minnesota and northern Wisconsin, and also I was able to recruit really some great players from Milwaukee and uh, in Wisconsin because at the time Marquette was the only Division One school in Milwaukee, and uh, versus Chicago was heavily recruited, and um, and those guys I mean put all those pieces together. 
and uh, it became a very, 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 very competitive situation. That's great, Coach. Being in the Hall of Fame for you know basketball and golf there at Minnesota—that's that's incredible. You know, how does that feel? Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, we we went to, on golf side. We went to the national championship all six years, wow. Division Two. Wow. Um, and and quite frankly, hey, look, Lee Colquist, Reed Colquist, Tom Leitrovich, uh, these guys, John Redica, who played both basketball and golf for me. Wow. These guys were all Americans. These guys were great players. That's incredible. And, uh, and uh, they were committed, and they and they knew what I was doing basketball wise too. So they were they were totally dialed in. And all I did was on the golf side create. Um, a what I call a Division One schedule, even though we were a Division Two school, we were good enough to play Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, wow. Nebraska, Kansas, and and they invited us to all their events. That's and great. Then, and, yeah, and then I was able to just you know position the players for experience, and then we we finished one year. We finished in the national championship in Connecticut. It was in Hartford. We finished uh, in fifth place, eight shots out of second place. In the national champion division two national championships, and the golf public golf courses in Duluth hadn't even opened up yet. <laughs> that's crazy. That, that's how good. That's how good those guys were. Wow. And, uh, you know, we, we just had to create an opportunity for them to 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 perform, to practice, and they that's executed. Great. They were really got a great. It was a great group to be around over over those six years. Awesome, coach. You know, on, in basketball, what was your style as a coach? You know, what was your style of play? What did you let your players do, and what was your type of style? You know. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was lucky to have met a, 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 a number of great coaches as I was growing up in the coaching game, and uh, I had a contract with Medalist Sports Education uh, where I was able to uh, run into John Wooden a lot. Uh, uh, on the, on the, we spoke at different clinics throughout the country, and. Uh, and I remember Wooden looked at me and he, he said, "Hey man, you know you, you you like to control the tempo of the game, don't you?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I, you know, we, we we I had teams that we were always from a defensive scoring standpoint, we were always very very competitive because we could do things defensively to create tempo and to control tempo. And and on the offensive side, I've always seen that teams that were balanced scoring wise." Because we try to create a situation where we look at each individual player and try to create the best scoring opportunity for them within our offense, and uh, you take those two factors and, and it just made us, you know, made us very competitive. And uh, and, by, and by the way, the players bought into it. You know, they, yeah. they but each player knew where their best situation was because we would set up situations to, you know, on the offensive end to put them in that place so that they could score, particularly particularly at a critical time. And so, hey, you, you, hey you're pretty good on defensive end. You can control tempo. You can be aggressive when you need to be. Pass it when you had to be. And at the same time, we were able to, fortunately, I, I think one year I had uh, six guys average double digits. Wow. And I never had I never had a player in my coaching career average more than 20, 20 points a game. Yep. I think Chris Newman was at like 19, 9, something like that. But, hey, I had all Americans. Yeah. I had most valuable players in the league. Nicky uh, Johnson was an All American and, and, and wasn't necessarily uh, a twenty-five a game scorer. Uh, they knew what it took to to, to win, and uh, they bought into it. And uh, fortunately, great things worked out. That's great, Coach. You know, what would you give some advice to um, coaches starting out trying to get into college basketball? Well, I think. Um, 
one of the things you're doing a great job, Sean, is, is creating those those mentoring uh, relationships, those mentoring opportunities, not only with the coach there, but throughout the country. I I think uh, uh, I think that's got to be on the top of the list. Finding people who are successful and gleaning the best from them to help to help build your own philosophy. I, I LinkedIn, for example, uh, is a great tool to identify yeah. uh, uh, coaches. Uh, throughout the country and build relationships. Yeah, and and I I, I tend to, I'm watching two or three basketball things every day. <laughs> Me too. It's amazing. <laughs> I like that. I just it's just amazing how much I'm continuing yeah. to learn, uh, even at my age. I think look, you got to volunteer towards your passion. Yeah, it's got to be something that if if you can't step into a situation and figure out a way to help out, or if you're in that situation, step up. And, 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 and do something that's challenging to help out. You're never going to get that experience. You got to get the that's experience yep. in order to be in order to be able to create a, uh, the competencies or develop the competencies you need to be a great coach. Yep. And so, uh, I think the experience. Hey, look, you got to steal from the best. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I, I say that critically. I say, you know, we're both laughing because, like, hey, you know what? If I, I can, Dean Smith, I was telling, uh, uh, I did a uh, Zoom the other day, I was telling Zee about pointing. And how I said, look, we got to do more pointing because we can't touch and slap five because of COVID 19 and whatnot. Yeah. And I, and I told him, I played uh, on a summer league team with Mitch Kupchak growing up. And I remember when Mitch uh, signed with North Carolina and I got a chance to talk to him after that I was at Manhattan at the time. I said, what's going on with all this point? And he said, hey, man, we just tell that guy thank you. Uh, <laughs> great job. When, and I'm going, hey, yeah. is that perfect right now for COVID-19? <laughs> That's funny. And, uh, yeah, you got, you got to be able to, uh, yeah. to really build your philosophies by stealing yeah. from the best. That's probably think you're gonna re you're gonna reinvent the game because it's it's Definitely. out there too. Definitely. Point thinking of talking about pointing, coach, when I get back on defense when it's a fast break, say it's like a five on three and they're five on four, someone's getting back. You know, I tell my players all the time, you know, because I had an AAU program and, and and I tell them all the time, I say, guys, you know, when you get back, you know, it's loud in here, you can't talk, point to the guy that you want to guard to. You know, that's important. You're getting yeah, back you know. on defense and you know, point you know there's things you could do non-verbally that are going to help you because when you have a jam-packed gym, especially at the collegiate level, division one, you know, whatever division you are, or high school, it's loud, you know, and to, to get their attention and let them know who you're, and your teammates will know who they're guarding because you're pointing to them, you know, so. Great. Well, absolutely, Sean. I think, you know, but, you know, today you, you get, you're looking for, you got to do things that bring this team together. You got to do things that, uh, that help support that positive attitude and that, and that reinforcement that someone's done a good job. Um, uh, that's just an example of it Definitely. right there. But anyway, all those pieces yep. think, uh, have to be in place in order for you to get get to where you want to go coaching-wise and uh, and be patient Definitely. with it. Yeah, I think a lot of people think they want to get from here to there tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, never, I never had a time frame in yeah. terms of um, where I wanted to be at a certain place. I, I just tried to do the best job I could at the place I was at. That's it. And, and, and things turned out for me as a result of that. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. great advice. Great advice. Coach, you know, I want to thank you for coming on today. You know, I appreciate your time. You know, I really want to thank you and thank you for all your insight and what you've done. Incredible. You know, it's, it's an honor to have you on and I appreciate everything today. 
Hey, Sean, keep doing what you're doing, man. It's, it really helps spread the word, and uh, and uh, I appreciate uh, spending some time with you today. Coach, Coach George Fisher on the line. Thank you so much, and stay safe. Thank you. Guys, thanks for tuning in to 7 Foot Heart. We'll be, at, be on tomorrow. Tomorrow we have Rex Walters coming on, former NBA player and uh, college and NBA coach. So stay tuned. We'll be on tomorrow. Thanks, guys.